Welcome to the Toad's Faves Dog Pound. Your non-sporting group entrants are... If you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch, said a t-shirt I actually owned in sixth grade. I'm Zara. I'm a purebred Scotty who runs like a greyhound. I'm Scott. I'd rather be a bitch than an old hound dog. I'm Deepil. Rough. I'm Brandon. (laughs) Welcome contestants. Define what is a dog? (laughs) Wow. I'm going to say not a cat. Not a cat. Before we get to the definition of this very hard topic, um, we have a guest with us. Deepu, you brought this guest. You introduced this guest. Oh, let me introduce my dear friend and comedy colleague, Scott Duda. Say hello, Scott. Hello. Here I am. Uh, um, what can you tell us about your previous experiences with dogs? <laughs> um, to be truthful, I'm more of a cat person. All the dogs I've encountered what? in my life. <laughs> oh, wait. Does this mean half of the group? This are so not actual experts. Not actual experts on dogs. Well, I've had a lot of dog experiences. I've dated people with dogs. I've got siblings with dogs. So there's there's a whole cast of dogs in my my childhood that I I've known. But well, maybe this is really fair for when we judge these dogs that there's two official dog people and two official cat people to have like a really well balanced judgment. Yeah, you know it, it will. Um Keep us honest, and just all dogs will be number one if if I had it, if I had my way. That's not true. I sometimes play a game with Brandon. So put all, all our cards on the table. We do not have pets, but there's lots of talk about getting a dog. I bring up getting a cat. Brandon ignores it and mentions dogs again. And we play a game where I present Brandon with two dogs, and I say, "Would you rather have this dog or no dog at all?" And sometimes. <laughs> You pick no dog, so it's not true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, not there all are certain are there are certain dogs which I. I, I so are you for. saying whoever wins this Toad Faves episode is going to be the dog you guys get next year? Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're going to put I'm that scared. much. There's some scary odds. <laughs> I don't trust any of you. <laughs> all right, let's um, let's dive right into this. Battle begin. Round one: Jack Russell Terrier versus Great Berenice. These two dogs are like opposite day. Um, my pick was the Great Pyrenees. Um, and largely do, because I thought, I picked the Great Pyrenees because I thought this was just a dog that was made up from cartoons. I don't know if any anyone else grew up watching Nickelodeon and there was a Japanese anime show called Bell and Sebastian about a little French boy and his best friend who was a giant white dog. And I loved this cartoon. I loved the idea of having magical adventures with a giant white dog that I could ride on top of like a horse. And little did I know that this was a real dog and it is the Great Pyrenees. And um, later on, um, the name Belle and Sebastian, besides being... Oh, Belle's the dog, by the way, and Sebastian's the boy, later became the name of one of my favorite bands. And so in some... One of our favorite bands. One of our favorite bands. Um... And so I'd like to think that in a way the Great Pyrenees is also one of our favorite bands being a gigantic <laughs> horse of a dog. Um, it's one that can only be owned, I think, if you have a farm. I don't know if they set actual rules about that, but they should because this dog is 
huge. It is the biggest dog I've ever seen. It is the fluffiest. It is the cutest. It is the nicest. And it has that amazing big dog thing of like not really realizing it's gigantic and still trying to like climb on your lap and stuff like that. So the Great Pyrenees was my pick. Well, I want to make an argument that sometimes great things come in small packages. But here's a question. (laughs) Is that a dog on a trampoline? No way. It's just a Jack Russell Terrier who loves to jump. (laughs) So I went with the Jack Russell Terrier because it is Hollywood's dog. So it was originally bred to um, chase foxes um, because they have a tempered aggressiveness that would provide the necessary drive to pursue a fox, but without resulting in physical harm, which would actually just spoil all the fun. And I think that temperament really bled well into Hollywood. So there's just so many famous Jack Russells in Hollywood that I don't know where to start. But just to name a few, there's that um, poor Jack Russell Uggy, who should have received the Best Actor Award um, for the Oscar for the Artist in 2011, but they rudely gave it to the human. There's Eddie, who's played by um, a father and son duo of Moose and Enzo, which was arguably the best comic relief to the hit television show Frasier. And then just as an Andy that's going to make sure that I, I win this round, PBS's favorite Jack Russell Terrier, Wishbone, who was the closest as I got um, as a child to reading a book. So, I mean, I think just the, the, the fact that I even know about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is due to a Jack Russell Terrier. This is hard because um, everyone, everybody knows that both Brandon and I are big uh, Frasier fans and therefore big Moose fans, Eddie fans. Yeah, I've I've had experiences. I've had a cast of Jack Russells in, in my in my life, if you will. They are wonderful little spunky creatures that um, I think everyone wants. Uh, I think a lot of people want that, and they think of a dog. And no but one should. I will have. say, very few people should have a Jack Russell, unless you have a field for them to run around in, because they're uh, monster dogs, but so cute as well. I don't even think I've seen this other dog you're discussing. Like Scott, have you seen one of these giant clouds? I've not. No, I'm. As far as giant dogs go, I'm really just familiar with the Great Dane. So, is, ima- is it as big as a Great Dane? Yes, but imagine. Have you seen a Newfoundland or a Saint Bernard? Oh, I've seen a Saint Bernard. So imagine that, mm-hmm. but white and not as droopy. Like face. imagine something that's like. Imagine Not a polar bear, but... But it's a polar bear. It could be a polar bear. Mm. Like, from a distance, <laughs> it's like, it could be a polar bear. Which adds to the fantastical quality of the Great Pyrenees. Because we went to... Brandon and I, I got a chance to study dog breeds up close when we went to the... Was it the Westminster Dog Show? Or was it just the American Kennel Club? Uh, that was the... That was it, Westminster. Yeah, we went... Uh, they have it um, in New York, and you can go... They have a thing called the Meet the Breeds, where you get to go... Just go, like, check out all the dogs. And we thought it would be just, like, informational booths and there'd be some dogs running around. But no, it's every dog breed sets up a table and has at least three of that breed for you to pet that aren't the show dogs. They're, like, friends of the show dogs. And that's where we encounter beautiful. It is the B It's, it's the like B- the B-list. B and C team. You have to meet the B-list the Yeah, they don't let those the good ones out. Yeah, because you can't touch the good ones, I guess. I didn't even see the good ones. So I'm looking at a picture of one of these on um, the internet. Is this the dog that was from Neverending Story, yes. except not a dragon? <laughs> Short answer, yes. <laughs> um, I'm I, I 
I think I have to go. I'm leaning towards Jack Russell to tell you the truth. Um, I mean, it's more obvious. These are dogs that <laughs> I think I just walked by one on the street and he had a muzzle, so I was felt a little bit. No, they would never I have felt a muzzle. Sad for him, but still, um, I think I, I love the spunk of a Jack Russell. You know, it's the kind of the little dogs that think they're big dogs kind of thing. Like I think a Jack Russell thinks that they are like the size of a Great Pyrenees. <laughs> Yeah, and, he, and they don't have that little, like, you know how, like, chihuahuas are little shits? Like, they're, they're not, like, that whiny yippie, right? They're just jumping on a trampoline. But they mm. are. So, Zara just showed me a photo, which um, we could put up in the show notes. Because <laughs> it's beautiful. Of a man basically hugging. No, it's a, a woman. Oh, sorry, a woman. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, well, not to put to labels offend. on people. I didn't but. mean to offend. Um, uh, basically hugging. She's slow dancing, slow a, dancing a Great Pyrenees. and Still. On its hind legs, it is the same height as she is. It's the- that sounds terrifying. <laughs> See, I think that sounds fantastic. I love giant dogs. Um, I don't know. Where are we going, guys? Well, Scott, well, Scott where are you leaning? Oh, Pyrenees. I do not like Jack Russells. I think they're exhausting. They're kind of like a, an annoying friend who just wants you to look at them all the time. We all have one yeah, of those, like, right, like, Scott? I feel like Scott's personally attacking me right now. I feel like he just, like, that was like a personal jab at me. Um, no, it was a personal jab at a, a Jack Russell I once knew. <laughs> oh, I hope he's not listening. Well, so you weren't a fan of Frasier or um, Oscar award-winning films then, Scott? Oh, no, I like both of those <laughs> things. Oscar award-winning just, films like Haven't you thought about, like, what Frasier would be like with a nice golden retriever? I don't know if Golden Retrievers can do those, like, cocking the head to the side reaction is, shots. Is, oh, is, yeah. Is what an Guardian? actor. Is Michael the Guardian a great Pyrenees? Yeah, but if Pyrenees goes to the next level, I'll tell you a story about Michael and Gabriel oh, the Guardians. I'm going to side with great Pyrenees because I want to hear Oh, more but if Jack that. Russell's go through, I'll tell you two stories. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, where are we? I'm voting for Jack Russell. I'm going to go with great Pyrenees. Yes! No! <laughs> Yellow Labrador Retriever versus Basset Hound. What if I was to tell you that there was a dog that looked quite a lot like Abe Vigoda? It's the Basset Hound. Now, the Basset Hound um, is, we all know them, we all love them. They're the, the, the short little hounds that are technically dwarves because um, <laughs> they, they have tiny little legs, but they are so, they were related to a bloodhound and, evo- and were evolved out of a dog like a bloodhound to hunt uh, rabbits. So they get low to the ground like rabbits, but have the, the smelling talents of a bloodhound. And they have... Um, came out of France and were popularized during Napoleon III, not the first. Um, and they, uh, Basset actually means low in French. I'm 95% sure on that. Um, and uh, they were popularized in America by, by Time Magazine when they were put on the cover of Time Magazine. Um, and they really hit their pop culture stride with the song Hound Dog, which some may think is about a bloodhound, but was actually about a basset hound. And um, the American Kennel Club calls them patient, low-key, and charming. Ladies and gentlemen, the basset hound. Speaking of low-key and charming, have you ever hung out with the yellow Labrador? (laughs) The most handsome Mm. and kind and good 
dog in the dog universe. Um, 60 to 70% of guide dogs are Labradors. And I just want to talk about one yellow lab guide dog in particular called Endel, who besides knowing over a hundred instructions, because they're very, very smart dogs, um, and he could respond to a very large number, quote unquote, hundreds of sign, sign commands. And his most famous thing that he ever did was in 2001 when his owner fell out of his wheelchair and was knocked unconscious by a passing car outside of the hotel. And Endel, the dog, pulled Alan, his owner, who was unconscious, into the recovery position, retrieved his phone from beneath the car, retrieved a blanket from the upturned wheelchair and covered him and then alerted um, the nearby hotel to what was happening by barking in front of it until somebody came and helped. So that is what wonderful, beautiful yellow Labradors can do. And that is just one. And he won a bunch of medals. And if you go on Wikipedia, (laughs) which I suggest you do, there's a picture of him and all the dog with his little purple medal. And it's Majestic. I have to admit, if, I bet if that um, hound was doing it, they might have done all that other stuff, but I bet they wouldn't have put the blanket over him. Right? Like, that's the kindness of a Labrador. Like, that, that a Basset hound would take the blanket for itself. No, Basset well, hounds it, are very loving. I, I've, I've now, for, to put everything out there, I, I owned a Beagle Basset for a period of my life um, named Buster, so I, I'm biased in that. In, in that realm. I mean, I love their ears. I always want to take their ears and put them in a ponytail. <laughs> when I see them. They're so long. I just can't imagine a basset hound actually chasing something and getting into a hole. Because I feel like the only basset hounds I've seen are gigantic. Yeah, I can imagine them chasing something that was waddling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a goose? I can only imagine a basset hound chasing a goose. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I mean, I, I love Basset Hounds. We actually, at this same dog show, had such a moment with them because all the other dogs, it's, you, you know, if the Jack Russells were all like running around and barking and the Basset Hounds are just sitting there and lying down. Now, just to be clear. And just looking oh. sad. Yeah, I mean, like Basset Hounds. You know Hounds, from that, mo- that TV movie, go ahead. Uh, no, the movie Best in Show, was that a Basset Hound where he would make him talk? Where Christopher get? oh... That was a bloodhound. That's a bloodhound. So less interested See, in this is common hounds. misconceptions here. Basset hounds are the. No, the basset <laughs> hounds are much are much cuter versions of bloodhounds. They are cuter. They're very stumpy, and I love a lowrider. You know that, but that's. I always get worried that they'll trip on their ears. I wonder if the- I know someone. Who, I know someone who adopted a basset puppy kind of recently, and I think they had to like. Be careful about letting it jump off of things that are too high, uh, because of its body shape. It's just like body, your body shaming. out for it. You're body shaming, okay? That's the first piece of information that makes me relate to the Basset Hound. So, what does everyone feel? <laughs> I think you would relate to them quite a bit, Deepu. They they feel and act the way you know a lot of us. I think when we're home from work. They're the kind of oh, dog that you want to come, come home, home to, to the, and just chill. Yeah, they jump on my lap and lick my face. Oh, lab- and then mm-hmm. immediately go to sleep. That's the best part about Labradors is they're, they can be full on for like five minutes and then it's like, Until oh, is you there fall a out of your chair here? and then they Let's bring go you a take blanket. naps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all I really want is a dog to bring me a blanket. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't. I don't know if I was making myself clear. So where where are we leaning, guys? It's a no-brainer for me. For Labrador. I'm leaning towards the, the yellow Labrador. Labrador. To be clear. Ugh. To be clear, the yellow, the yellow. <laughs> Round two, Beagle versus well, Great Berenice. I picked. So I don't even. I picked the Beagle. Have a chance here. Did you pick Beagle? Oh, Scott, I'll let you go first. I well, also I picked the Beagle. I too. also picked the Beagle. Oh, so I'll just sit down. All three of us picked the Beagle. I'll just sit down because I know um, <laughs> from um, having Brandon in my tell life. Us, well, tell us about the. Tell us about Michael the Guardian. I'm just for the sake of it. I'm going to tell you a story about Michael and Gabriel the Guardians. That on Instagram there is an account called at Boo Chases, which is the official account for Rancho Relaxo, a not-for-profit rescue farm in New Jersey. And this rescue farm where they rescue like old horses and old sheep who are going to be turned into glue and they go and save them. And part of that is they have these <laughs> things that they only refer to as guardians. Yes, and the guardians. they are um, great Pyrenees dogs. And so the owner of this ranch has had, if the first one was called um, Gabriel the Guardian, and it's a, the most beautiful great Pyrenees that guards these goats and sheep and lame animals. And it's wonderful and beautiful. And then recently she had to get a second guardian because her other older guardian passed away. And it was the saddest Instagram post I've ever read because it was the whole story of the journey of finding a new work dog to take over the other dog's job. And uh, then they got Gabriel the guardian who was a... Oh, no, sorry, Michael the guardian who was a beautiful Great Pyrenees puppy. And it's just worth checking out to see baby Great Pyrenees playing with goats and ducks and geese and things and it it made my day for a while but i know what you guys want <laughs> chocolate labrador retriever versus golden retriever you're gonna even wait <laughs> you're gonna argue. chocolate labrador retriever versus golden retriever okay um so one thing i wanted to address really quickly is wikipedia's nine fundamental dogs um since we didn't really get to talk about dog definitions, uh, I went to the Wikipedia article for dog because I wanted to see what picture they used to describe a dog as one image. But they had a collage of about nine different dogs. Um, and <laughs> two of my three are on that list, including the Golden Retriever. Uh, I've always had a fantasy about having a Golden Retriever of my own named Cody. And... I just feel like the Golden Retriever is the most huggable of the dogs. Uh, they were typically bred to retrieve shot waterfowl, which I really appreciate. I like a dog that has function in addition to form. Uh, they have an instinctive love of water, which I can really sympathize with as somebody who works with water for a living. Uh, they're roamers. They like to roam around. They're sort of, you know, lone wolf dogs. Um, but they're very, very friendly not great guard dogs. Um, what else? There have been some really big, big top dollar dogs that have been golden retrievers. Airbud was a golden retriever. Comet from Full House was a golden retriever. Shadow from Homeward Bound. I mean, to me, that trio alone sets them apart into a different category. Um, it's also oh. the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's also the third most popular breed in America. Only third? I would have guessed number one. What's one and two? One is the lab, and then two is... 
German Shepherd, which kind of surprised That's me. Shocking. Oh, interesting. Mm. So wait, what was that first one again? What was the most popular breed? I, can, I couldn't hear you, Scott. Labrador Retriever. Oh, I think that- they. See, and that's kind of cheating because that includes both the yellow and the chocolate. And well, yes. all all of my arguments are specific to the chocolate now. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna first yeah, let's, start with my we, let's be very out. clear. It's there's you're talking about the chocolate lab right now. I'm specifically talking about <laughs> chocolate lab. So I'll open my argument with everything Zara said about yellow labs <laughs> and why they're so great. Um, and then the second thing though is the reason the chocolate lab is so wonderful is one. Um, Buddy, Bill Clinton's dog, was America's hero when we really needed him. And he was this adorable chocolate lab. And the second one is, I don't know, whenever I see a chocolate lab puppy, it just reminds me of, like, an adorable piece of chocolate, right? <laughs> like, it, like, it literally looks like a little piece of chocolate that you'd find in your Easter basket. And I think that's really wonderful, right? So it's like, not only do you get the benefits of everything that has to do with the chocolate lab, it also... Looks like a piece of chocolate. <laughs> Which is important in dogs. That they look like <laughs> Which chocolate. Which is, I think, really important. It's important that you might want to eat them. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, they're actually scrumptious. You know, like, like yeah, a golden retriever is cute, but is it scrumptious? I don't know. I mean, they look like butterscotch versus chocolate. <laughs> so I guess that's the big question. What do we like more? A dumb piece of butterscotch? Yeah, I said it. Golden retrievers are dumb. <laughs> or a little piece of chocolate. Um, I, I just want to correct you for one moment that um, America's Hero was actually Socks the Cat, not Buddy the Dog. <laughs> I just want to make sure wanna, history is set straight. I want to correct that even further and say that Ronald Reagan's dog, Victory, a golden retriever, is actually an American <laughs> hero. <laughs> So that's just like setting the record straight for a moment. Um, Wait, so just to be clear, the current arguments are picking the third most popular dog versus the first most popular dog or picking Bill Clinton over Ronald Reagan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what's currently on the table right now. If you don't like, like Ronald Reagan, you can go with Gerald Ford, who's Golden Retriever Liberty also. Um Oh, you're not. That's you know. you you're so wait, we're talking about Oh, wait, we're so we're saying Ford or Reagan. Over the Clintons. <laughs> Let's, we can't point. get too political, but Ford did run our country into like an like a, like a one of the worst places it's been in its history. And Reagan well, is I controversial. Up, <laughs> I already I already brought up Airbud and Comet. So. Yeah, you should have stuck with Comet. I will say, um, Brandon knows this that when I watch that scene with Shadow when he's in the hole, um, I think it's one of the greatest moments in cinema. Yeah, sorry, you, I have to I love golden doubt retrievers. you that you really love golden retrievers. I love golden retrievers, and I almost had it on my list, but I went for yellow lab just because of shedding. The lab shedding mm. is like a little bit annoying, but I've heard that golden retriever shedding is crazy. Golden retriever shedding, it, it destroys a house. I've, and labs only <laughs> shed twice a year. Well, I'm sure golden retrievers have like a, a shedding schedule as well, but during that shedding schedule, every surface becomes like you know, fur. <laughs> but they're so beautiful. Yeah, I, this I is actually heard uh, President Ford ran the country into the ground because he was so busy collecting all the hair from Victor. <laughs> well, well, I heard that Airbud won an entire NBA championship <laughs> at the end of the movie. So. 
Not to mention all the other sports that he succeeded in. Because he played, oh no, it was his children who played soccer, right? It was like a bunch, a team of golden retrievers. There was soccer, there was a golden receiver, golden receiver. like a football one. Air Buddies. There was an ice Air Buddies. One too. Air Buddies were, I believe, laps. What? Oh, are you Weren't kidding? They? No. Wait. <laughs> Let's have Sheila look this up. Sheila, our intern, will look this up. What were the Air Buddies? I, you know what? I can't even tell. They look like golden retrievers. They're goldens. Yeah, they're golden they're retrievers. Gold. <laughs> they, have, they look like they have shorter hair, but those are goldens. Because they have those soft No oh, fake news on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, they're treasure buddies. <laughs> treasure buddies is Are those pirates? It's a pirate-themed buddies movie. Yeah. The, the buddies Ooh. spinoff is, um, there's. There's a lot of them. Like there's more buddies than there are buds. Um, it sounds very tangential. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, nothing. Wait, this is really hard because there's nothing that beats a golden retriever puppy, but a chocolate lab puppy is like a little lump of chocolate. I know. That wants to give you a kiss. <laughs> um, I, I kind of. I mean, between the chocolate Labrador. The chocolate Labrador and the Golden Retriever, I have to say the, the Golden Retriever. Well, that's racist. No, I'm not saying... I'm, it's not racist. That's racist. It's I'm not racist. I was waiting for you to it's, say that. It's not racist. I, I, of the Labradors, for me, it is, like, not the, 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 the highest of the Labradors. Actually, to make you not racist, I think the black Labrador is is better than the, the chocolate Labrador. Well, I didn't want to release this back, but I'll just say it very quickly. <laughs> but when Labradors first came out, they used to murder all the chocolate labs. And the yellow labs. Straight from birth because no, yeah, nobody wanted them. Yeah, they, they the only became labs. a separate sort of variety of the breed in the early 20th century. Because nobody wanted them. They just killed them all. Like Chinese girls. I'm sorry I said that. Wow. <laughs> Should we wow. vote? <laughs> That's not being cut. That's in. That's in there now. Is it time to vote? <laughs> Too late. I like a golden retriever. All right. I like a chocolate lab. <laughs> and no brand is Brandon golden retriever as well. I. You know what? I've really thought about it, and I'm. I I've got to go with. Um, I've got to go with the golden retriever. Mud versus yellow Labrador retriever. A mud? Mutt. Oh. <laughs> so there were three different types of Labrador retrievers that we've talked about. So far, we have talked about the chocolate Labrador retriever and the yellow Labrador retriever. Who's to say if another retriever <laughs> might make an appearance later in the game? Well, we don't know until it comes. We don't, we don't know. know. So wait, who picked a mutt? That was me. How progressive. I know, right? <laughs> Go right ahead. Well, I, I feel like the mutt really hits at the heart of a very controversial issue regarding dog breeds and that, you know, dog breeds are a man-made creation that are essentially a form of eugenics that we've sort of forced onto the canine species. Um, I personally just really love a good, mysterious mutt. I like a dog whose origins are questionable. Um, there's some speculation that the mutt might have a bit healthier um, 
immune system, just generally going to be healthier overall because it hasn't been inbred over time. Uh, and another big thing is that there are just like way, way, way more mutts that are available for adoption since people want to go for purebred dogs. Um, I know people that work at animal shelters are always advocating really heavily, just adopt a mutt, adopt an old mutt, make them your own, love them. They're hardy and thrifty. <laughs> They're in every man's dog or in every woman's dog. Wow, so progressive. I will say... Yeah, Zara, go ahead and argue against that. With, like, the most Aryan of dogs I next to the say, German yeah, Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, next to German <laughs> Shepherd. Um, Take the pro-eugenics like, argument. My favorite kind of mutt are the mutts that look like labs. <laughs> <laughs> that have labs in the them. The ones that can pass as a lab. <laughs> Whoa! <I> <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of what you're saying. Um, I just like the, with the floppy ears, like a lab, with the thick tail, like a lab. My favorite mutt is the one that looks kind of like a lab, but its ears are tufty, and its tail is tufty. That's like my dream dog. So I'm a big mutt proponent. Obviously, when one day we get a dog, it will be a mutt, and it will be from an animal shelter. And speaking of old dogs, I can give a plug to Old Friend Senior Dogs Home, which is the best Facebook page to follow, which is a senior dogs home in Tennessee that has like hundreds of old dogs that you can foster. But really, it's almost like a nature reserve, but it's filled with old dogs. And, in a shopping uh, center. No. Oh, that's the new oh, yes. one. Yeah, the new one. <laughs> so they built, they got raised money and then built an extension and it's wonderful and it will make your heart sing. It's like a social media phenomenon. Um, because it's completely sincere. Yes. Like a hundred percent sincere, just 360 videos of inside this. <laughs> the oldest dogs. The oldest dogs you've ever like seen. ancient dogs. <laughs> so go check okay, the problem. The, pro- the problem with the mutts though, Scott, Mm. is that that's a pretty big <laughs> there's, that's a big box you know, I know what I mean I, I felt like it might be cheating a little bit but I feel like, like it it is its own category I know but some mutts are the worst I'm trying to like balance out like yeah no see yeah, I really I was I was close I was so hugs. close so half box or half lab exactly but, but yeah. I think mutts are see, also get that combo no, but like mutts are starting to become their own like thing now like well, with all we good thing we don't have any of them but I also think mutts are kind of like those designer dogs now mutts are like the most fashionable thing you could have it's almost that's borderline purebred. It's not purebred, but it's it's selectively bred. It's almost like a non-selectively bred. That's the new. That feels very like two thousand um, <laughs> teens. <laughs> a non-selective bred dog. I um, was very close. I think you did, a, Scott. You did a really good job selling me over. I'll say that because I, know, I, I you know, I think it was a stinky move, Scott. But I'm still voting for mine. <laughs> it's fine. I relinquish because, in a way, it's it's the yellow lab is losing to all dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Black Labrador Retriever versus Pembroke Welsh Corgi. This is cruel. I didn't think it would come to this. <laughs> We're gonna, this is gonna all be... three Labradors made the list. <laughs> I can. Two of them are on my list. Two of my three were Labradors, which is one of the reasons why I was you, happy. You picked black and yellow Labradors. two different dogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I this is cruel because these are the two dogs that in our house are brought up the most of the types of dogs <laughs> we would like to have. Um, I will say Black Lab in my list beat out Yellow Lab just because when they shed, their hair is less visible around the house. So I thought that was a more practical lab to have. Um, They are absolutely wonderful. I suggest you all go check out the Labrador Retriever website to take a look at um, Avon, the foundational dog that that sort of spawned modern Labradors. And it's the most adorable black and white photo of just an old, old. (laughs) It's weird to think that Labradors didn't exist at one. Yeah. They were made like, this is the thing. It's like at some point there was a dog called a St. John's water dog um, from Newfoundland. So they're descendants of a type of Newfoundland dog, not the gigantic one. It was called like a lesser Newfoundland um, in the early 19th century. And then they brought them over to England and started breeding them and making them more short haired, but they were, yeah, bred like most of the dogs that we're talking about to go retrieve things and, you know, catch ducks that have been shot and stuff like that. And I just love them. And it's what my grandmother, um, in Scotland only had black labs and all the girl labs were called seal and all the boy labs were called Bruce. And she just changed, like, exchanged names with the dogs as they passed through time. <laughs> and so the last dog was se- the second seal, and there were three Bruces. Um, so I'm, I'm partial to black labs, but, I mean, the corgi. Okay. Here we go. So, <laughs> this is initially, <laughs> initially, corgis were one kind of dog. It's only till recently that two types of dogs um, have been uh, recognized by the American Kennel Association. Initially, um, corgis, which we know now today as cardigan corgis, which are corgis with tails, they go back about 3,000 years when they were prefer- the preferred dogs of the Vikings. They were brought to Wales by the Flemish, and when they were brought to Wales, that's when you got the, the break off into the um, Pembroke Welsh corgis, which are the corgis without tails. Um, so about one, the, the corgis origins, of the Pembroke ones go back about 1000 years. The dog's name is Welsh. Uh, the core in corgi means dwarf and the gi means dog because Welsh is a crazy language. So corgi means dwarf dog. And in Welsh folk- folklore, corgis were the preferred mounts for, um, they were uh, were the preferred mounts for fairy warriors, who, and they guarded the forests. And I have this fan art of I can show you of a of a fairy riding a, a corgi that I found <laughs> on art. You guys see oh here? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I was expecting that to be worse. To be fair, <laughs> uh, and you know they're a beloved dog in England. Queen Elizabeth has owned over thirty corgis in her lifetime. Uh, her first corgis were named Dookie and Jane, and uh, corgis were voted the most stylish dog by um, Vogue magazine in 2010. And the American Kennel Club calls them smart, alert, and affectionate. Then that is the Pembroke Welsh corgi. This is hard for me because it's like going against queen and country. Even though the Labradors are like the most British dog ever. Um, a corgi. Oh, my God. Can we just talk more about how are they Viking dogs? Like, did they, they look the same? They have similar origins to the husky. They're, if you look at them, they're very like wolf-like. They're just tiny. So they, did they have long legs when they were with the Vikings? I mean, when they got shorter legs, they became corgis. I just I want to go into this image of Vikings for, landing to pillage. The short legs do make them better. <laughs> and then a little corgi, little, like, yeah. like twenty corgis 
like frolic out of the boat. They're, they're very, um, they're very smart dogs. They're like the eleventh smartest dog breed, I believe. I read <laughs> the eleventh. That doesn't it. sound that, that smart, Brent. There's a lot of dog breeds. There's hundreds of dog breeds. I was thinking it doesn't sound that smart to be number eleven. <laughs> they're not showing off like some dogs are. They're the number eleventh. Oh my god. Well, here, here's what I'm thinking. And I don't know what the answer is yet, but it's just like, say I was going out for a beer, like, who do I want to bring with me? A Black Lab or a Corgi? Mm. You know? I mean, you would be the king of the party if you had a Corgi, I think. Oh, I didn't mean, like, bring the dog to a party. Like, I'm actually going out for a beer with their, like, human embodiment. Oh! You know? You're sharing a moment with just the dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, who do I want to, like, spend Friday night with? The lab. I I know the think I think so. (laughs) Because, like, I think corgis, I love them. They're beautiful. They're very soft, and they look like cute little stumpy foxes. But they're so high energy and need to run around so much, and their bark is the most piercing Corgis can can chill out. They're very very good dogs for all situations. They have two layers of coat, which makes them so soft, because they have two layers of coat. Unlike some dogs, like That's you're talking about, one. who have one coat. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 I, it's got to be up to you, you two guys, really, here, I, I, I think. Where are you at, Scott? I'm leaning now towards the Black Lab, just based on your uh, bar analogy. <laughs> I, I was really, but corgis corgis could like art. really really go to a pub. They you know they're at home in a pub. No corgis would, would be like a obnoxious person who's trashed, yelling in your face. No, they'd have a gin and tonic. No, they would have they a smear off eyes. They would have a smear off eyes mm. and go like, "I'm having a great night." <laughs> oh my god, this smear off is so good. <laughs> Where are my bitches at? They're like that. <laughs> But they, they would have an English accent, Zara. So they'd be like, "Oh, uh, Crunky, <laughs> where's my pins?" Do <laughs> that. Yeah. So um, it sounds like I, you guys. It's are, a shame I'm, that. Oh, I'm gonna go with the black lab. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the black lab too. But the brown and yellow are so much more deserving. <laughs> oh my god! Whoa. Wow. Round three: Beagle versus Golden Retriever. Scott, why don't you lead us in with your beagle arguments because we even just skipped them on the first round. Oh, that's tough because beagle and beagle was my number three, and then the golden retriever was my number two. Oh, are you um, going head to head against yourself? Well, lead, lead us in, see if you can convince yourself. I can still give you some real beagle hot points. Um, Snoopy, Snoopy was a beagle. That's uh, that's that's the main point I had. Um, and Charles Darwin's boat was also named the Beagle. That's oh, true. Deepu, um, your favorite dog ever from Royal Tenenbaums. That was mine. My favorite Beagle is Buckley, Buckley, who sits like a good boy. Yeah, and Beagles are they originate in England. They're a popular hunting dog, uh, also meant for rabbits. Dogs and rabbits are really. I think like dogs and rabbits are more natural enemies than dogs and cats. I think. Yeah, dogs hate rats. Can I can I share a little anecdote about uh, a beagle and hunting? So they did all these experiments with dogs in the eighteen hundreds, and one of them is that they hit a mouse on a one acre field and had different dog breeds try to find them. A stupid terrier took fifteen minutes to find it, and the beagle found it in less than one minute. 
Whoa. Beagles are... Another fun fact about beagles is hunting dogs, um, hunting hair, and I think in England for a time was called beagling. And the reason they liked beagles was because they they were good hunters, but they weren't fast enough to like end the hunt too quickly. And a big part of the hunt was that you like stretched it out and you enjoyed the experience. So beagles found their prey in like the right amount of time for a proper civilized hunting. They, excursion. They, um, I can stand by this with my British background, but beagling still exists, and it is about. I mean, it makes animal rights activists not so happy, but it is a large part of it is about extending the chase of the fox or the rabbit or whatever. I, I don't. I don't want to drop some of my nuclear options on this because. I, but the, I'm comfortable because the Beagle has so many nuclear options. I'll, I'll throw two out. That in June 2006, a trained Beagle uh, was credited with saving the life of its owner after using her f- mobile phone to dial a 911. Uh, wow. But what did it use to push 911? It dialed 911. Its, paw. its paws are so big. Beagles are very, they're, they're very claws. small. Uh, and uh, Lyndon Johnson... Uh, had several several peagles, and um, caused an outcry when he picked up one of them by its ears during an official greeting on the White House lawn. But Johnson was also the the president who brought forward civil rights, and I think the Beagles had a part of that. <laughs> so I'm yes. saying the Beagles were like there for civil rights, right? <laughs> some say some some say he was responsible for Kennedy's death. So could also blame the Beagles for that Whoa. one too. No, oh, I thought no. you meant the Beagle. There wasn't a lone gunman, it was a beagle. It's a lone beagle on the green. Yeah, I hear they're the twentieth smartest dog, so I believe he can do it. <laughs> uh and who um, are they even I up against even Golden what? Retrievers? What was the other option? Golden I don't retriever. even remember. Who's the golden retriever? <laughs> I know where you guys are. You guys are all beagles, right? I don't know. Scott's a toss-up. I was leaning golden retriever, but I might just, you know, go along with the herd here. Um, <laughs> I, I still think a golden retriever is, like, the perfect size dog because you can sort of, like, wrestle it and dance with it and oh, they hug it dancing. like it's a person. It's, it's like a, a perfect size dog, but Snoopy. Yeah, Snoopy's a... Yeah, but you know what the challenging thing is about Snoopy is that he doesn't really look like a beagle sometimes. No, that was very confusing to me as a child. None of those children look like children, right? (laughs) They look like children. (laughs) Snoopy looks as much like a beagle as um, Lucy looks like a woman. (laughs) Fair. Uh, So are we going... where, Where are we headed? Beagle? Zara? I'm a golden retriever because beagles annoy me, but I understand your love for beagles. I support it. Yeah, I, because of Buckley, I got to go with the beagles. Mutt versus Black Labrador Retriever. <laughs> this is This is fair. probably the most bred dog against the fair. And again, I stand by if the mutt is a lab-like mutt. Fine. And it can be. It can be. But that's no. We're dealing with a shapeshifter as as a thing, right? It's like 
what power do you want? The power of all powers or just... It's like stupid <laughs> X-Men with Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, she can move stuff with her mind and take over people's minds and fly with her mind? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, for the love of the game, I'm actually leaning towards the Black Lab. Whoa. I just can't live in a world where there's mixed races. <laughs> That's not the world I want to be in. Like, that can't mm. win. You know, I was just going to say that I I like I I like the black dog in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, Deepu, why don't you talk a little more on that? But Deepu, please, please go, please go like, Sometimes things are better when they're one race if it's the right race, and Labradors are great. You know, right, Zara? Aren't black labs the cutest puppies? I love black Labradors. They were number one on my list. Um, yeah, I. I just, yeah, I love, I love them so much. I also consider them a British dog, like the Corgi. So even though Corgi didn't make it till the end, in a way, a black Labrador is going in their stead. Oh, let me just remind you all of a certain mutt. And it's that mutt where it's like a chihuahua mixed with something gross and it looks like a rat devil. <laughs> like that's also in this category. My like those rat devil dogs. My favorite though, are the chihuahuas that go the other way, where they're like bigger chihuahuas. And they look like little cows. <laughs> yeah, ew. Yeah, like we're, I think we're only focusing on the upside of the mutts, but there are some ugly ass mutts. You know, well, there are some. There are some ugly ass black labs. False. Some, false. No, <laughs> the false. ones that are like fat and boxy with the boxy. That's face. fat shaming. No, Sarah. No. They're, they're a product of generations of inbreeding. Yeah, they're, they're not all going to be beautiful. Speaking as an Indian who may also be a product of generations of inbreeding, I'm thinking a lot of qualms about this. No, I'm just saying, like, uh, some, I get, like, sometimes it's nice to mix it up, but sometimes I don't want a chocolate vanilla swirl ice cream. I just want a chocolate ice cream. Oh. I mean, I'm Black Labs all the way. I love mutts. I'm, but in a way, I'm, I feel like I'm, even if I'm voting for mutts, I'm voting for Black Labs. They just vote for Black Labs. So I'm just going to vote for Black Labs. Um, I'm going to vote for Black Labs, too, but I think this might... I don't know. We haven't had a tie in a while. Where are you, Brandy? I'm, you know, I'm actually kind of leaning towards Black Labs, um, just because I really like the Black Dog in Monta's Vineyard. But other than that, I, I think that um, they are just a classic dog. And I think that... For thinking about like our really think about our favorites as this podcast is, I'm trying to think of like the quintessential dog. When you draw like a kid draws a dog, they're, dr- they're going to draw like a black lab, you know. Uh, if they have yeah, one, if they have like a black pencil. <laughs> not to turn myself back around, like if you replace some of these words, like black lab and mutt, replace mutt with Muslims, are we being the alt right? Like, is this is this the same? Are, but what if you replace black lab argument? with Muslims? Yeah, like what if you just replace all of these dogs with Muslims? Like Muslims, well, then what? Where Muslims. are we? What then does it mean? <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I'm feeling pretty comfortable with my with my black lab. Also, choice. everyone remember that when labs get old, they get little white faces, and those are and oh, that's the best. Yeah, then they look like a grandpa. Then they look like old grandpa. Okay, so I, I think we know where we, we, we are. It's three votes for the Black Labrador, meaning... Final round, Beagle versus Black Labrador Retriever. We knew this oh, was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. A and Beagle? Here it is. I think the two classic dogs 
So wait, no, but Labrador was on the top ten. Where does Beagle fall on that list? I wonder. Oh yeah, wait, Scott, was Beagle one of the iconic dogs on your Wikipedia search? It is. They were, and it's also the number four dog breed in the U.S. Oh wow! So it's right up there. I mean, they're all over the place, and there's different. uh, Now, now. I want to bring forward some beagle facts that there are many flavors of beagle. You have the um, the pocket beagle, which were bred to be to fit in a and actually in in your pocket. So there's really Super tiny cute. ones. Then so there's one inch, two inch. I mean, one foot, one foot, two foot, and three foot beagles. There's different sizes. And then I had a, there are different blends of beagles. And I had a blue tick, which was a beagle with speckling, who was Bowie. And he was a very good boy. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I like Um, in this Wikipedia article, I'm looking at the photo now and the beagle is how I usually see beagles, which is overweight and old (laughs) and lying on his side. And they sit like mermaids. They do that thing where they like put their front legs are straight down and then their back legs are like to the side, like an elegant mermaid on a rock. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of things that might be old and fat and decrepit and unlovable, Dick Cheney has a black lab. Oh, Oh. it's because he likes hunting. Strike. Yikes. I'm going to have to look up some good people who have labs. <laughs> Mini driver. Uh, another another fun fact about beagles is they, they do something called reverse sneezing, which it sounds like they're choking or gasping, but like it's basically just a reverse sneeze where they're sucking in air really quickly. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do so is that, that. Why, why do they do that? For or against? Oh, for. Which <laughs> is cool. Why do they it's do like it? A, it's a, why? It's not really clear. Ooh, mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, ba- Barry Manilow is known to own beagles. Um, well, Deepu, do you know who owns a black lab called Rex? Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, that's like Amma's voting for a mutt. <laughs> you know, this list of beagle dare, owners. Excuse me. How dare Sarah McLaughlin have a full breed dog? Like, how dare she? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could just be a black lab mutt. We don't know. It looks like a black lab, but then most mutts look like labs. So I can't. But of all people, of all all the people, I expect her to have the ugliest mutts and like a bunch of them too. (laughs) Like way too many of them because she gets them for a reduced rate. The um, reduced rate of free, like free. Please adopt this dog for free. I guess she does get paid. I mean, she can't do those. Pay for shots. <laughs> uh, in this list of um, celebrity beagle owners, uh, um, they put Andy Cohen and Waka isn't a, a full he's not a beagle. He's, he's a, a mutt. He's a he's a hound mutt. dog. Come on, mutt. come on, internet list makers, get your research together. Um, beagles have just a wonderful temperament. I know we're also going up against black Labradors who also have like a perfect temperament, but beagles have real personality. They're neurotic. And I don't know if I can think like. Labradors have just like a, they just want to please you all the time. But beagles, I, I think, love that. but I think beagles generally <laughs> love you. And, and I'll say one thing, beagles are like the number one dogs for medical experiments because they're so loving that they'll let you do anything to them. <laughs> and uh. that's why they're so useful in lab, lab, uh, environments, which is very, did you say sad. lab? 
Speaking of lab environments. Oh, speaking of labs with labs, um, at college there was a neuroscientist professor who had a lab, a chocolate chocolate lab, right? And she called it the Brown Lab. That was the name of her lab. And also she had a chocolate lab. One more thing out for here. I mean, maybe before we, we kind of come down and really make a decision here is in the in the world of Instagram, I think beagles are highly uh, photographic um, because they've got, you know, lots of patterns and, and they're always doing cute things. Um, a, a black Labrador is impossible to take a photo of. That's because they're elusive. Literally impossible. I mean, this is the problem. This should have been, the final should have been a brown or a yellow lab against the beagle <laughs> and it would have been a no-brainer. I'm having like a really hard time because I love Labradors, but that like, ugh, you know? <laughs> You just want to take a picture of it for Instagram? You can't? I just can't. Can I Can I pick something that I can't Instagram? <laughs> also, there was my friend had a black lab, and that dog would tag me in the balls like once a week. And a beagle couldn't do that. Yeah, they're at perfect ball level. They're at ball tagging level. Yeah. I um, love black labs, though. And I find when people say that beagles have... When they say they have lots of personality, what they mean is that they're crazy and need walked and like to someone to play with them all the time, or they freak out and start. No, beagles barking. sleep a lot. That's not what I've encountered. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what, what's what, what are you thinking? I'm going beagle. Um, so I know I've said Snoopy's name a, a few times, but Odie is a beagle too. Underdog was a beagle. Mr. Oh. Peabody is a beagle. Oh, these are last-minute game changers. There's actually very few Labradors on TV or movies. Yeah, because you can't photograph them. Yeah, you can't film a black Labrador. It's like, like ghosts. It's like a black hole. Oh. <laughs> Same problem with black cats. You have to show something behind them to have contrast. Tell that to Salem. <laughs> well, notice how bright their kitchen was. <laughs> Alright, so we got one vote for Beagle I'm a Beagle uh, obviously. I'm sticking with Lab, but I know you guys are going to go Beagle God, I was actually almost all the way into Lab Except I forgot how much I love Underdog <laughs> And like Odie, because he was like a victim of bullying mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to officially say This was a brown or a yellow Lab I would have went the other way, but Zara, I am. Um, I'm going to go with the beagle. It's fine. You know, if you had gone with the black lab, we would have had a lab beagle mix, which kind of would have been that's the, the mutt would win. That's the dream dog. <laughs> that is the dream dog, though. <laughs> like a smaller, because we were talking about this earlier. Like a smaller lab. If labs were a little bit smaller, like beagle size, they'd be they'd be a perfect dog. But they're not. That's why beagles are the perfect dog because they're so small. Ugh. They're so small. I do like things that are needy, though. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, take it. Test complete. The Totes Faves Dog breeds are... Number five, Chocolate Labrador. Number four, Golden Retriever. Number three, a mutt. Number two, Black Labrador. Number one, Beagle. Contestants, commence Fave of the Week segment. My pick this week for Fave of the Week are the Philips Hue light bulbs, which are programmable, I guess you would call them smart light bulbs. Um, This is something I would think I would hate. I'm not particularly interested in home automation at all. 
However, these bulbs come with a built-in dimmer. So as opposed to installing a dimmer switch in your electricity panel of your house or, you know, like opening up walls and messing with wires, you buy one of these bulbs, they have a built-in dimmer, and you can either control it with your iPhone HomeKit, you can control it with the Philips app, you can control it, you can hook your Amazon Alexa up to it and control it with voice commands, and it's so amazing. And we've had it in our apartment here, and we just... This weekend installed them. My parents have had this thing that's been driving them crazy where the light fixtures in their house are so they're so stupidly built where they're they point down with bare bulbs and so they're really, really bright. And so finally finally we installed Philips Hue with them this weekend and it literally it changed our lives and they haven't seen it yet, but they will and they're gonna love it. It's like literally yeah. and we I'm solved like, yes, the problem you can, in ten you minutes. Can spend, you know, forty $30-ish to get dimmer switches. But if you live in an, a, an apartment where you can't change your outlets um, and your switches, they make – it's, like, a, such an easy way to, like, really upgrade your apartment in a cool way. And I did it – you buy a starter kit for, like, 60 bucks, and it comes with two light bulbs. And then, you know, just work and out from there. And, yeah. Yeah. And the remote's cool because it kind of – you put it next to your switch. Um they're great, you know. They then all, if I if I wanted to, then from here, could I change your light situation? We'd have to invite you to the house. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but I like, I like couldn't use my iPad to like change your lights. Only if you were invited to our home. Yes, like a vampire. Wait, is your is your home an app that I don't understand, or are you so talking about all all iPhones have a, a home app, and so and it makes like a switch. Uh, like a switchboard for all of your smart devices. Uh, and so you invite pe- people to your home and then they can control all of the, the fixtures. But it great. also works with Amazon Echo and a, a ton of, like basically any system. But the, I think we really didn't truly uh, love them until we got an Amazon Echo because then you can just kind of call out from nowhere Alexa, turn. Oh, no, oh, I can't say it. Don't. She'll start doing it. But you can Dingus. tell her to. <laughs> oh, no, she's talking to us because she heard her name. Ah. Don't say her name. Um, <laughs> she, you could just tell her to turn lights to, like, li- turn on living room lights, turn living room lights to 60% or whatever you and want. And you can set scenes. Um, we don't like use it watching all the time. a movie, and so you can turn make all the lights dim so you can watch a movie. I mean, yeah. it's definitely great for apartments, especially when yeah. you have few rooms. Yeah. And then for my parents, it was a basically like the the kitchen and the living room are connected, and so you want to keep some light on in the kitchen so you can see the food that you're making, but also you don't want it to like if you have friends over for dinner don't want to like shine lights in their eyes like they're being interrogated. <laughs> so that solved the problem. Yeah, <laughs> Scott. My fave of the week this week has been icy hot. Uh, it's like a. <laughs> balm that you put on <laughs> sore muscles um i did the pittsburgh marathon last weekend so i've been using a ton of icy hot um in the days after that uh, it also smells delicious like it really smells like uh like a peppermint patty kind of um wait the, it, the peanuts character or the um the treat the snack. It's a, it's just really it has really more heavily. A minty, yeah. It has more of a minty smell than Ben Gay than Ben Gay. Ben Gay has its own smell. Which right. is I feel it like smells medicine-y. One of them smells like ben cinnamon. Gay. Is that Ben Gay? 
I mean, Icy Hot kind of mm. has like a, a minty, cinnamon, mint. cinnamon-y, yeah. like has like a spicy smell. Yeah, and Bengay that. just smells like Bengay. I mean, there's no nothing I can compare it to. <laughs> I used to have an Icy Hot that was basically in the form of a deodorant stick, so you could like mm-hmm. easily apply it hands-free. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know that um, existed. <laughs> but then I would accidentally put it on my pits. <laughs> that sounds Yeah, great. I have that one. And... It's it's easy to put like way too much on when you have it in that form because you just sort of rub it all over and then everything <laughs> smells like peppermint. But congratulations like on 20... finishing finishing yeah. the marathon, right? You finished it. You, you just said I you did ran finish it. it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> finished it, completed it. And my sister did it, and she said she read online that it's. Um, I'm not making fun of you, Brandon, about rank ordering the intelligence of dogs, but I heard it's the sixth hardest marathon in the United States. Because <laughs> or something. That's not surprising, but <laughs> but congratulations! It's a congratulations for not dying because that was the original purpose of marathons, where people it's, it's like long enough that people would might die to, to kill them. Right? Also, because yeah. we booked you on the show before the marathon, and it would have been awkward if you were dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd have to like take up some time for memorial, and yeah, that would eat into the bracket. So, it's nice of you not to die. <laughs> You're welcome. Deepu. My fave of the week actually seems temporally appropriate, but it's not for the reasons the rest of America might be into her right now. But I just finished my first Margaret Atwood book a couple weeks ago, and it was phenomenal. So now I know America's on a cr- Margaret Atwood craze because of The Handmaiden's Tale, but I just read The Heart Goes Last, and... um you know, it's a rare it's a rare circumstance to find science fiction authors that are women. Um, I think I've only read three or four books, um, but the the beauty of Margaret Atwood is that she like builds these gorgeous science fiction universes. But instead of just playing like tropes with like the mechanical nature of science or pure logic, she starts to like intertwine emotional logic in a way that's really gorgeous while still like sticking really tried and true to science fiction. So it's just like a respite from the like cold sort of like emotionless realms of science fiction. That's like normally the standard to have it move in this direction. That's like hyper emotional. So I think I'm obsessed with her, but I've only read one book and somebody who I respect told me it's her worst book. So I think it can only get better. Oh, that's awesome. Cause I've only ever read handmaid's tale. I want to read more. You know, was it, was it good? Oh, it's amazing. And I'm just yeah, see, now trying to say. think of sci-fi writers who are women, and I've got uh, Octavia Butler. I've got Mary Shelley, yeah. uh, the writer of Wrinkle in Time. Madeleine Lingle. Yeah. You know, she's fan. That it's might more be fantasy. more fantasy than science fiction. Yeah. But maybe that's just the box female sci-fi writers are put into. Yeah. No, this is why Margaret Atwood's <laughs> so great. <laughs> You've got Lee Brackett. She wrote the original uh, screenplay for Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's right. Oh, really? Pretty sure. Are you gonna Are you gonna read Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, because I think it's the one you just have to do. You know, Zara said off uh, female gr- uh, female girls, all female, female girls. teens. No, I told Brandon I was like all women read this in high school, and you you described it like, but not the version like like the male ver- like. Male, the female like guys read Dune. Oh no, read, Ender's Game. No, Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Guys is read like, Ender Game. Ender's Game, and women never read that. And then women <laughs> read. 
in instead. I have a feeling most most women would hate Ender's Game. I didn't love it. I'm not even a huge per- Ender's Game fan. <laughs> Dune's fun though. Yeah, but Dune's great. Yeah. Um. So my pick of the week, uh, my fave of the week, is that uh, my brother and I just put out our first episode of our new podcast that's right i'm putting a second podcast into my roster um uh the laughing historically podcast so our video and instagram uh web brand of comedy educational history stuff we decided to start an audio podcast because there's so much to talk about these days when it comes to history and politics and all the rest that there just wasn't an i mean like the video show, we can only put out as many as we can put out. And the Instagram, you can only do so much in an Instagram. So, like, we had to, just had to do an audio podcast to get out all this nervous energy. And so each episode we cover, we each bring f- to the table one interesting story from history that f- we're just interested in. It doesn't necessarily have to relate to anything. It's just something that we know is a fun story to tell. And then we tell it to the other person. And then you learn something, we learn something. Uh, and you know, we only have one episode, but we've got <laughs> at the moment, but there's more coming. Uh, and that's, uh, on, I know well, Apple podcasts and, uh, Stitcher and Google play and everywhere that podcasts are found. So now which podcast do you like better? Um, they're different. I made sure they were very different. Deepu. One is very informative and the other one is this one. i think at the end of every episode of this podcast we should ask you that same question and see if it changes yeah yeah, we'll keep a running dialogue (laughs) but uh yeah please please subscribe um and i so i just want to say thanks to scott for coming and competing you got a dog into the top five right you got a mutt you got two dogs two dogs in the top five you got three that's pretty yeah. good for a guest, considering you have to fight against us. Top dog. Top dog. That <laughs> <laughs> would go on a, a white T-shirt with a. There's like a little version of it on the front, and then a big version on the back. But it both says top dog. <laughs> yeah, they both. both it's say like top. not. It's the same design, but no. But the one is big. a dog, and he's like making a muscle. Yeah. You know, and it says top dog. On the muscle. On the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you win. Scott. Um, Yay. <laughs> so where can people find you, Scott? In the, um, in the plug department, not like, like they're what, hunting not you down. your Not your address, not yeah. your mailing address. <laughs> oh, I'm around. I do improv at Steel City Improv Theater in Pittsburgh. If you're ever in Pittsburgh and want to see some funny stuff, you can go see me there on a Thursday night. Um... I'm on Facebook, but please don't add me as a friend, because if I don't know you, I'll probably just assume you're spam. Um, And yeah, you can just find me hanging out with the American Society of Civil Engineers here in Pittsburgh. I'm the the treasurer of our Younger Members Foundation, so... Oh, that's awesome. Oh, way to bury the lead. (laughs) (laughs) Deepu, where can they find you? Um, you, you can find me at VP Murdy on the Twitter and then also doing comedy with Scott sometimes at Steel City Improv. Steel City Improv gets a heavy plug this episode. 
Mm-hmm. Double duty. <laughs> um, you can find me at ZaraFS on Twitter. Um, you can watch the show I work on, Watch What Happens Live on Bravo, um, Sundays through Thursday nights, live at 11. Yeah, and uh, Zara keeps up our Toad's Fave Instagram and Facebook, so you can find more Toad's Faves there. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BB Werner and uh, the in- and Laughing Restorky, which I've ever talked about. You can find me also there. Uh, and let's uh, give one more assignment for our comment sections. So what do we want people to do in our comments? If you wanted sections? to like ride a dog like a horse, what dog would it be? If you wanted to ride a dog like, like a the fairies with the corgis. And where would you ride? And Belle and Sebastian. And where would you go? Yeah. And what town would you conquer? Yeah. yeah. With the Vikings. Like what marathon would you run on the back of a dog? Oh, that's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dog running the marathon. So it would, well, the Greyhound's more of a, like a sprint dog, but that's a good question. Who's a good distance dog? (laughs) So think about that and get back to us in the comments. uh, (laughs) Apple for, I'm sorry, our iTunes comments when you, or is it called iTunes still? It's Apple Podcasts. It's Apple Apple Podcasts, yeah. They changed it. Oh. Real, real quick, I forgot I also have a Twitter. I'm at Octad Dust, uh, but I almost never use it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an anag- that's like an anagram for my name. So. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.